Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Temporary Admission, the podcast where we speak to some of the art industry's most influential people to find out who they are, what they're up to, and what's next. Now, with Abu Dhabi Art just around the corner, today we're going to be taking a slightly different approach and chatting to director Diala to find out what's in store for this year, what the programming looks like, and what we can expect. But first, Diala, it'd be great to understand a little bit more about you, because Being an art fair director, it doesn't feel like maybe a usual job within the art industry. Perhaps, you know, being in a gallery or a curator is something that's slightly more typical and directing an international art fair certainly seems exciting. So could you tell us a little bit more around kind of how you got to where you are today and I guess what kind of shaped your career and how you ended up being a director of Abu Dhabi Art? Well, thank you, James, for having me on your podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. A little bit of background about how I got to where I got to. Um, I suppose it really started with an art fair that I used to be the director of in Istanbul called Art International and that I worked on for about four years. I was responsible for launching um, it was uh, organized by Montgomery, someone called Sandy Angus, who is responsible for a number of the leading art fairs around the world, um, including a Hong Kong art fair that was sold to Art Basel and a number of others. Um, so really, he gave me a sort of first opportunity in the world of art fairs. And I think it's actually responsible for a lot of people that now work in art fairs today. You know, there's Nathan, the director of Freeze Masters, used to work on one of his art fairs. There's a number of other, you know, uh, Magnus, um, who set up Art Hong Kong, is now working on one, I believe, in Singapore. There's Kate Byron, who's now, of course, a TV presenter, also worked on one of his art fairs. So he's really been, in a way, I call it the School of Sandy, um, someone who's been very helpful for people working in art fairs. He's really sort of helped them um, learn the ropes and progress and, and you see a lot of them working in that field today. Istanbul at the time was of course you know this incredibly dynamic vibrant cultural centre you know with, with the Biennale that was incredibly exciting and successful and of course also you know fantastic galleries artists that were really uh, pioneering you know it's certainly been beset by troubles in, in recent years but at the time so I guess this is sort of 20 I would say 20 12, 2011 to sort of 2015, 2016. It really was, um, and even in, you know, in the sort of decade before that, it really was this kind of incredibly exciting place to be culturally. So I think that that's that's really the start of it all. And am I right in thinking at that point it was then that you moved on to direct Abu Dhabi Art? That's right. In 2016, I um, at the end of 2016, I joined Abu Dhabi Art. I mean, it sounds like you've you've forged your career very much within the art fair space. And that's kind of mainly where you have kind of operated and built your experiences and really made your mark. And I think maybe what's been interesting on this podcast so far is actually really dissecting the perception that everyone in the art industry has either always been interested in art or studied art or in some kind of 
form been kind of art trained as such and that maybe hasn't been the case um, with everyone we've spoken to would you say that you have always had an interest in art or have you kind of trained in art what kind of your is your background or kind of relation to the art world prior to working in it would you say um I've always loved art I think you know my first ever jobs were definitely in the art world I you know interned at Beaux-Arts magazine sort of in between school and university which is an arts magazine in in Paris I interned at the Fondazione Olivetti in Rome again sort of straight after university for a little bit my first job was at the Cultural Foundation in Abu Dhabi which is a community arts centre I think you know definitely my family's passionate about art we used to spend summers going around museums it's always been part of my life you know I, I can't think of something else I would have gone into straight away um, you know there's always things people want to do afterwards you know I, I like to imagine people have different different ways they could develop but it's it's always part of my life. Wow, they, they certainly sound like quite special experiences and internships and ones that I would have loved to have done had I had the opportunity or had I decided I wanted to be in the industry sooner than I had. But I know one of the main reasons we're chatting to you today is obviously about Abu Dhabi art and the fact it's just around the corner. Could you tell us a little bit more about the fair and specifically, I guess, what it's like to be director of Abu Dhabi art and maybe what makes it different? So the Abu Dhabi art fair is organised by the Department of Culture and Tourism Abu Dhabi. Um, and one of its kind of overarching ambitions in having an art fair um, is to support the local art ecosystem, to support local artists and galleries, and enable them to have a really strong commercial platform that's also, you know, a sort of wider supportive platform for for people in the arts um, in the UAE. I think, you know, the leadership in the UAE have really put culture at the heart of where they see the country developing um, and creating that kind of creative economy is really important to them so that's probably one differential between let's say the Abu Dhabi art fair and other global sort of art fairs that um, I suppose Arco has a synergy with the government as well but that a lot of them are run as commercial enterprises where they just need to sort of you know make sense of of the whole financial you know organization of the fair that it needs to make quite a bit of money to to sort of have people investing in it in our case you know we need to be able to wash our face but Really, the ambition is is to support the local art ecosystem, which means, you know, we can have this year round program, which we do, where we do outreach with students. We have student competitions. We have, for example, a pavilion prize where architecture students are invited to create um, proposals for architecture pavilions. We do an art and tech residency where we invite an artist each year to do a residency at a university with technology students and we kind of bring them into direct interaction and engagement with artists. You know, we have our emerging artist program where each year we invite, you know, leading curators to work with emerging artists and help them toward the realisation of ambitious new work and uh, develop their practice. We have, you know, sort of pop-up collector talks. We do collaborations with galleries that are in the UAE. You know, this year we actually, for the first time ever, took... Um, some of our partner galleries abroad to the UK and showed, you know, works in Cromwell Place alongside also works by our emerging artists. So that was the first sort of venture abroad. And, you know, all of this is, you know, we do a lot of tie-ins with with sort of partner institutions and foundations. And and all of this is, is sort of, you know, ensuring that we're really deeply rooted in that sort of art ecosystem 
and supporting all the different players in it, as well as obviously the art market in its most kind of basic sense, which is, you know, helping the galleries and artists do sales. Wow, even just listening to that makes me really want to go to the fair. It certainly sounds like you've got kind of much more to the fair than perhaps people would first assume in the sense that it's not just got that kind of commercial mindset that maybe other fairs have and the integration with the wider arts community is really nice. But I think it would be really interesting to understand a little bit more around the programming of the fair. Would you say as a director, that's something that you have direct involvement with? Um, The programming, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I sort of directly initiated, organised, came up with all of these ideas like the art and tech and the pavilion and the emerging artist programme and all of this. So I get a lot of free reign to do that kind of stuff. We also do artist commissions in historic sites. That's something I started in 2017. Um, where we invite artists to come and kind of create new works in kind of either UNESCO World Heritage sites or in archaeological sites that could date sort of 5,000 years. And all of that, you know, I'm definitely given a lot of freedom to sort of think about, you know, which artists would be interesting to work with. I mean, obviously, I'm slightly guided by which galleries we work with and and sort of try and it's another way of engaging the galleries in Abu Dhabi um, by working with some of their amazing artists and and sort of getting them to come out and, and sort of connect with Abu Dhabi um but so no I'm very hands-on with all the programming that's that's definitely something that you know I lead on and it's a lot of fun <laughs> I think it definitely makes it much easier when you enjoy what you do and you find it fun it's it definitely makes getting out of bed in the morning much easier but with Abu Dhabi art just around the corner what can we expect this year and kind of what's maybe lined up in terms of emerging artists for example so for our emerging artists, which I've briefly mentioned, um, you know, each year we, we invite a guest curator or curators to work with three emerging artists. We've got the amazing Sam Bardawi and, and Till Felreth, who, you know, did the UAE Pavilion in Venice um, a few years ago. This year they're doing the French Pavilion. Uh, they're also doing the Lyon Biennale. Uh, they did, you know, some really important exhibitions, like something on um, Egyptian surrealism that was a kind of very research-defining sort of moment for for Egyptian surrealism as well. I think it had been under-researched. So they're always doing these really interesting um, exhibitions and and sort of curatorially led sort of you know research in, in kind of repositioning. Um, artists from the Arab world in a, in a sort of global context, in, in global narratives about modern art. And they also love working with emerging artists. So it was really fantastic to connect them with, you know, our, our three emerging artists this year, Meitha Abdullah, Hashla Lamki and Christopher Benton, who are all from the UAE or have lived there for a long time. And they've been working on, on new commissions that are going to be revealed at the fair in November and then are going to stay in exhibition afterwards. And then we've been working with some amazing artists. You know, we really I sort of wanted to work more closely with artists in the UAE in previous years. Um, you know, we've had everyone from sort of Leandro Ehrlich and Oliver Beer to, you know, sort of Manana Doyan. And this year I've kind of focused a bit more. We've got one artist from Uganda, Richard Atugonza, and one artist who's currently based in the UK, Rashid Arain. Um, and then the other artists are more or less based in the UAE, working on our commissions in historic sites. And so we've got Hazem Harb, who's got a, a studio in Dubai, Najat Maki, who's also from the UAE, Aya Haider, who's sort of living in London, so she's sort of done that also remotely, and then our visual artists, so we so we also work each year with, with sort of visual artists that work on our visual campaign, and we use their works to sort of define our visual campaign for the year. So our three visual artists as well are, are sort of from the UAE and they're creating installations in our lane in, in, in these historic sites. So really what, what the proposition is, is that people can go 
to uh, the Jebel Hafiq beehive tombs, which I mentioned are sort of 5,000 years old, and discover works by the visual artists and by some of the artists that I've just mentioned. Uh, they can also go to the Alain Oasis, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It's truly beautiful. Kind of imagine hundreds of kind of palm trees in an oasis and discover works by Najat Maki there. They can also go to the Jerhali Fort and discover, you know, a work by Aya Haider there. And then back at the fair, you know, see kind of other works by these artists. Rashid Arain's work is going to be showed at the Cultural Foundation in Abu Dhabi. And I'm really excited about that. It's a sort of pop-up cafe serving free food. And it was first shown in Documenta. And then, um, you know, we, we kind of repurposed it for, for Abu Dhabi. And it's this kind of meeting place for people from all walks of life, not just the art world, to sort of come and enjoy free food at his sort of pop-up cafe. And then he's also created some new works, you know, sort of paintings that will be shown at the fair. Um, so those are some of the artists we've been working with. And um, and then we're also working with Simon Najami, who's, a, you know, a fantastic curator, um, responsible for some of the most seminal sort of exhibitions on um, African art. And he is putting together four galleries that are sort of spotlighting artists from the African continent. He's, you know, very aware. It's, it's a very loose umbrella term. And it's, you know, I think we're really looking at individual artists that are interesting and, and sort of thinking about what it means to sort of show them in that context as as sort of African artists. He's using the metaphor of jazz and sort of looking at this idea that Congo Square was where jazz was invented. And initially it was sort of, you know, very much by black Americans who then somehow developed this very innovative way of creating music using, if you like, certain parameters in jazz scales, but then kind of improvising within those parameters and then creating a language that became not really about sort of Black American music, but much more about a sort of universal language. And so I think that's what he's trying to do with some of the African artists that he's brought together. He's sort of saying you could look at them through this lens, but actually it's 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 much more of a global a global lens that's needed to you know to sort of approach the work and to see the individual characteristics of each artist's work. So that would be fantastic. He's really really brilliant. And then there's Rose Lejeune, who's looking at performance art and really looking at the idea of storytelling and, and sort of narrative and, and sort of memory through the performances. And those are some of the highlights I, I could keep going. Wow, that is a jam-packed schedule with a lot going on and it certainly makes me want to go and see everything Abu Dhabi Art uh, next week. But how have things changed kind of post-COVID or, or kind of what is there for people that can't make it to Abu Dhabi? Well, luckily, um, we adapted last year by doing a sort of virtual fair in the absence of doing a real fair. Um, and that really gives people a chance to kind of jump in if they're not able to. I would love your listeners to come to Abu Dhabi this November. So we're happening, obviously, from the 17th to the 21st of November. Um, and if anyone wanted to reach out to me, um, after this podcast and organise a visit, um, I'd love to hear from them. Um, but for those not able to do so, we do have a virtual offering um, where they can kind of jump onto the Abu Dhabi Art website after the 17th of November and explore. And we have a number of new galleries joining us this year, including Barrow Gallery and La Cometa and Perota, alongside sort of, you know, returning exhibitors like Continua and Giorgio Pisano, and of course, a number of really phenomenal ones from the region, Le Violon Bleu, El Marsa, Arthur Gallery. So there's there's lots to discover online um, and I'd recommend that anyone who, who wanted to sort of jump in did so. The commissions, I'm afraid, really do have to be experienced in person. But, you know, I, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I think we've all sort of adapted with the pandemic to looking at things on screen, but I think nothing beats seeing them firsthand. Um, so I'd encourage them to come out for that. And equally performance, I mean, I think, 
you know, you're either there or you're not. Um, and it's quite hard to sort of capture afterwards. Yeah, I think it's nice that maybe something that we've seen coming out of COVID is art fairs kind of having those two offerings, the online and then the in-person. And I think hopefully that's there to stay because, you know, not everyone is going to be able to travel to an art fair and maybe also as we start to take into account our travel and our carbon footprint, maybe traveling to every fair isn't actually going to be something that people want to do anymore or feel that is morally right for them to do. So I definitely think having both options is is great, but obviously nothing replaces kind of seeing art in, in real life. But could you tell us a little bit more around kind of how Abu Dhabi art fits within the wider arts community within the region? I think that would be something that would be really interesting to understand a little bit more about. Yes, sure. I mean, I think collecting from Minasa, you know, sort of Middle East, North Africa, South Asia, you know, really is, you know, a sort of strong sort of category now. I and mean, I think, you know, some people just collect artists that they love and they don't sort of put those kind of umbrella terms or categories on them. But, you know, there are a lot of the collectors that we welcome to the fair that do look really strongly at artists from the region and build up collections around that. And what you find is that, you know, artists from you know, for example, if you look at the Gulf, you had artists from the UAE traveling across to Bahrain, traveling across to Qatar to, to sort of, you know, exchange with artists in those countries. And there was really sort of um, to Saudi Arabia as well, of course. There was really this these kind of exchanges happening between artists. And also, you know, obviously with South Asia, there was a, a lot of, you know, exchange, you know, artists coming between the different countries. And tracking that becomes quite interesting there's probably not enough research about those kind of moments where where artists influenced each other or came together so that's kind of part of the work you know also of the galleries that that do the fair is sort of tracing those connections of course you know collectors that that focus on Menasa also collect international art and and then that's why it becomes interesting for some of the international galleries not from the region to come and participate but what often happens is is some of those galleries come and then discover artists that they weren't familiar with and take them on and and sort of you know show them in other countries and then that becomes quite nice because it opens up the market for those artists and the audiences for them. Yeah I think one thing that's quite nice about art fairs is definitely your ability to discover new art. I think you know we're, we're very much that sort of meeting point where curators and artists and galleries come together and discover each other you know with that sort of focus on the region so if anyone's interested in art from Manasa you know we're a very good starting point because all of these galleries come together in one week and, and you have a chance to kind of discover sort of hundreds of different works and different artists by going around the fair that's really why fairs have been successful in the past is, is that it's that kind of deep dive into several hundred artists from the region and then beyond so I'd encourage yeah anyone who was interested in in learning more about it to come out and do that and then of course when that happens there's the sudden alchemy of the art fair is, is that it sort of becomes part of that global narrative as well. Yeah I think that's that's really nice the fact that a gallery can have the ability through these kind of art fairs to discover new talent that you know, in all honesty, they probably wouldn't have had an opportunity or wouldn't have discovered maybe as quickly as they would have done without the art fair. And I think it's nice that you've kind of got that link in with supporting the wider community, especially with Abu Dhabi art. It, it seems like there is that real intrinsic link with the the wider region, which I think is nice. I know we've talked a lot about kind of what to expect from the fair coming up and It's all quite exciting. There's a lot going on. And that's for sure. I definitely would love to come and visit. But could you tell us a little bit more around maybe what's next? Like, Is there anything else that we need to know um, around kind of the art fair or what's happening post the fair? What's next for you? 
Well, there's a couple of things. One is we launched this year something called Friends of Abu Dhabi Art, which really comprises 40 sort of cultural philanthropists from the UAE that want to support art and they contribute towards funding um, the works by our emerging artists. So this is something that we literally just launched and it's co-chaired by um, Nadine Malouf and Nadia Sehwail and they're both really doing a phenomenal job in kind of engaging, you know, this really strong group of cultural philanthropists, um, you know, with the Abu Dhabi Art Fair. And what we're planning to do with them is some sort of trips abroad, you know, to see biennales and other art fairs and, and sort of start seeing ways that, that that can kind of grow. So that's kind of what, what I'll be working on after the art fair is what Friends of Abu Dhabi Art grows into. And then, of course, with our Beyond Emerging Artists, you know, this year, for the first time, we did show them abroad, as I mentioned, at Cromwell Place. And this was our emerging artists from 2020. So I'll definitely be looking to take our emerging artists from this year internationally. I think it's important that not only are we bringing people to Abu Dhabi to discover it, but also that we're sort of taking some of our amazing artists um, internationally to show new audiences their work. So those are sort of two things that are top of my list after the art fair. I really like that. It's almost like if you can't bring the people to the art fair, bring the art fair to the people um, in its most basic form. And I think that that's great. But if our listeners want to learn a little bit more around the fair or even want to visit, where can they find more information? James, what a wonderful question. Thank you. AbuDhabiArt.ae. It's all on there. Fantastic. Well, I'm sure even if some of our listeners can't make it over to Abu Dhabi to see the fair, a lot will probably be checking out the kind of virtual options as well that you mentioned. Now, look, Diala, I won't keep you for too long. I'm sure you're extremely busy planning for the fair and kind of getting all the last minute uh, plans in place. So thank you for taking the time out of your very busy day to chat to us and teach us a little bit more around the fair and what we can expect. That's been lovely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for all the interesting questions. We would love to invite everyone to Abu Dhabi to to sort of see the fair firsthand or otherwise, you know, as mentioned, after the 17th of November to explore our gallery booths online on that website, abudhabiart.ae. So thank you for your time and for having me. Fantastic. Well, have a great day, Diala. And for everyone else, that should just about conclude us for the latest episode of Temporary Admission. Make sure to tune in next week where we're going to be revealing details of another exciting project. Until then, stay safe. Speak soon. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.